0: Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. It's so good to have you along for the ride. Um, the Scripture Podcast is uh, 10, 20 minutes, and if we're feeling vigorous, sometimes even 30. 40. 40 even if we go nuts, but typically it's about 20 minutes of diving into a Scripture of the day and uh, looking at context, looking at can we see Jesus in these verses, just trying to shine a few lights that I believe you as the listener can have with you. So this isn't a, this isn't the Bible answer, man. This is not expert stuff. I love all that stuff. I'm not making fun or having a problem. I'm just saying the direction of our show is when you listen, I hope that it begins to rub off on you the way we look at scriptures because I think there are rules of thumb, rules for the road that will help you in your own scripture reading. So if you learn more about context and seeing Christ in all of scripture, then man, and I say this with honesty, I can die a happy man, because I really believe those are good uh, principles for scripture reading that will help you no matter what. And so is this supposed to help you in your daily walk with Jesus? Absolutely, and but it does that by strengthening your grip on scripture. That's my heart, okay? If that is working for you, why don't you email us, jserra at crosspointcom I hear from a lot of you all the time. I appreciate it. Um, keep it up. It always encourages us. If you have any suggestions you'd like to hear on the show of verses or this is helpful to me or, hey, you say you will talk about context, but you, but you don't, you know, <laughs> anything, any helpful things like that would be great because uh we get up here and start sipping the coffee and talking and who knows what happens am i right easton walker sound recording engineer caffeine does some crazy stuff do you it does that's all i can say it's a crazy i like so far but all right so anyway today's verse is galatians chapter 5 verse 1 reading from the esv it says for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery one of those beautiful double phrases mm-hmm.
1: and uh i think so the the nlt which i always am looking at it it says uh don't get tied up again in the, uh, in slavery to the law so i mean maybe that kind of
0: oh it's gonna come in yeah no, I love that because that it's probably one of the reasons why you find the living translation easier to understand Easton is because the rephrasing of things in 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 our language or our way of expressing it can often bring out the context. Yeah. So yeah, the total context. So here, um, let's let's shoot for the larger context. This is a letter from Paul to the Galatians. Pretty famous in the New Testament theology world or in the studies of Paul because Paul, and I'm gonna be honest here, is pretty heated when he writes the Galatians. He gets heated. Wow. He's mad at the Corinthians, okay? If you wanna see Paul a little fired up, you can go to the Corinthians, because they're doing things, man. They're being ornery. And it's neat, because between 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and Galatians, you can get a pretty good argument for emotionally honest Christianity. I like that. If you had it in your mind that Paul was just always nice, he's nice. No. 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 When he's upset, he's upset. You know, now Paul's not snarky. He's not hateful. He's not abusive. He's not controlling. He's not weird. But he's not nice all the time. (laughs) It's like when people are being ornery, he responds accordingly is what I would say. So anyway, when you go to the beginning of Galatians, you can see, okay, why is Paul upset? He's upset for this reason. He helped to plant the church. Of Galatia and he did it by bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ if you know anything about Paul you know he was a Jewish man he was um, training in training to be a Pharisee he was so that means he was like a, a, a ninja in that world he was like totally dedicated to devoting his life to being 150 percent devoted and obedient to the law of Moses and uh, I'm not mocking or making fun there's been too much of that especially by people who couldn't last five minutes trying to live a life like that. So they like to sit back and make fun and throw stones. I'm not doing that. I mean, Paul was on fire for it. It was a zeal from his heart, and he was thought he was carrying out God's work um, by being devoted to carrying out every jot and tittle of the law of Moses. And uh, one of the things that led him to do was to be violently opposed to the Jesus is the Messiah movement that was springing up all around him. And so, yeah, it's easy to sit back and go, well, Paul was wrong and he was a legalist and he was the type of guy to tithe on on the mint he was growing in his garden. So he's, you know, it's not my guy. I think that's really short-sighted. I think it's easy to say um, when you're just sitting, (laughs) when you're just sitting comfortably in your car with the air conditioning on, I mean, Paul was a devoted dude. What it took to turn him around was that Jesus Christ appeared to him personally. The risen Jesus Christ appeared to him on his ro- on the road to go uh, uh, imprison and harass and break up some Jews who were believing in Jesus as the Messiah. So it's just great. Uh, Jesus meets him, knocks him off his horse, blinds him and just says, Paul, whenever you do this, you're persecuting me. I am the Messiah, I am what they say I am. So uh, this does what you think it would do. It, it throws Paul's life for a complete loop and he has to reassess everything he's done. Um, why is this so important? Because he helps to plant this church in Galatia then, having learned this gospel of freedom so that he was trying to keep the law of moses at every point he was zealous for the traditions and he says it caused him to lose sight of the fact that they pointed towards christ that christ had come as the fulfillment of the law and had opened a new and living way to intimacy and love and personal relationship to and fullness of the spirit of god and uh, he says these things are not found in keeping the law, the, that righteousness comes from trusting and believing in God, and that's his thing. So there was this freedom in Christ uh, that uh, he had experienced personally, it had radicalized his life, and so he began to teach it, preach it, and live it, and it was in that spirit that he, he planted it here with the Galatians. And if that's a new word to you, then it's hard for you to wrap your mind around how precious and how beautiful it was to Paul to come to these guys and go, hey, I'm here and you guys um, don't even understand this, but I'm telling you, you to get to God, your sins have been wiped away. They've been paid for. There's a new way for you to put your trust in God and he will put his righteousness on you and, and change your life. And it will be based on the fact that Christ has been graceful to you and has taken care of your sins it won't be based on what you can do for god it will be based on what god has done for you it's the gospel of grace and the galatians are like awesome and they believe it and the spirit fills their church and there's miraculous happenings and there's people being saved and there's a church formed well then after that um, some other people come along paul refers to them as judaizers They come along and they say, nope, you know, Brother Paul's a little excited and out of his mind. If you want to follow the God of Israel, you need to be devoted to the law. You need to get circumcised. All your males of a certain age need to be circumcised. And you need to keep these dietary laws. You know, okay, Paul might have gotten you guys kind of excited. That's great. Glad you're paying attention to God. Jesus is awesome. But if you don't follow the laws of the Old Testament and work your way towards his righteousness, you have lost your way. And when Paul hears all this and that some people in the Galatian church are believing it, he gets on fire.
1: Are we, Is this saying that it's okay for Christians to become angry?
0: That is the – that. well, it's the saying that among other things for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, be angry and don't sin. You know, Paul is upset, man. So if you – okay. I, I had to say all that. I think I had to say all that because it gives – context, very important context, I think, to chapter five. So chapter five is way into Galatians. I believe it's only six chapters long, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so we're way in here. <clears throat> and if you don't know that, you're going to miss the other four. So I, as always, I recommend you guys go back, read the other four chapters to follow the line of thought, because chapter five is like the crescendo. It's, it's like one of the it's one here. I'll put it this way. It's one of the richest chapters in Paul's writing. Yeah, so. just
1: glancing at this, I'm like, I need to read this entire book.
0: Oh, it's beautiful, man, and I, and it'll get in here. We'll read. We'll let it speak for itself, and you'll see. But in chapter four, so without being able to go a lot into it, he go Paul. Well, in all four chapters, he comes out swinging. Okay. Wow. In Galatians, he comes out swinging, and he's hitting, 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 hitting with all kinds of stuff. Quotes from the Old Testament, uh, Abraham as an example, since Abraham is like the, a superhero of the Jewish faith. He's like, Abraham was justified by faith and not by works of the law. If you want to be try to ju- try to be justified by works of the law uh, you have, you become accursed. you'll be cut off from Christ. I mean, he's, he's after it. Okay. And so in four, he comes all the way up to that. And I, I just don't have time to go through the whole thing, but if you do, you'll see that was his whole kind of deal. And that's what leads us into chapter five, the whole chapter, but, and, and then verse one is the first sound for freedom. Christ has set us free. Okay stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery that is intense language for paul the pharisee to be referring to trying to keep all the laws of moses as a yoke of slavery it's pretty wild but he's trying to point to the galatians to say it's a it's a basic reversal of direction so again i don't there's so many people say it so much better than i do there's tons of research you need to do here you need to read and 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 fill it in but I'm just pulling on lots of stuff that I don't have time to get into, but just to say the basic way is Paul saying, working your way towards God, or trying to be good enough for him, or thinking that the reason the law was given was so that if you just did everything that was in it, then then you'll be okay with God. That whole direction of you're down here going up towards God is not the way and it goes against everything God showed in Jesus Christ. So God sends his son to be born of a woman, born under the law, to become one of us, to become, take on the form of not only a human, but a servant, to die, you know, not only die for us, but die the, the, the shameful sin, sinful looking death of the cross, and to take on all of our shame, to open this new way to where it's like, your sins that are diagnosed by the holy law of god there's nothing wrong with the law it comes in and it diagnoses who you are it shows you who you are and when you see that your reaction is not to say but i'll fix it i can i'll i'll begin to follow it all and i'll fix it no you accept the diagnosis oh man this shows on every page that i have wandered from god that i don't have his priorities that i don't i'm not like him as i should be this is a diagnosis and and who will save me from this body of death thanks be to god for jesus christ our lord who saves us who wipes out our sin so god came to you he lifts you he loves you he forgives you working your way towards him is not the way okay i'm going full-blown preacher here but this is just a very central thing to to you know Bible-believing New Testament, spiritual Christianity. All right, so verse 1, for freedom Christ has set us free. It's that freedom that he's talking about. Christ set us free to love God, free to love other people as we love ourselves. That's the freedom, free to live with and through and for God. You don't have to take care of anything else in that direction. You are now free to live and love. Stand therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, that yoke being here's how you work your way back to God. Now in verse two, let's just show that this is a good flavor. Look, I, Paul, (laughs) you gotta love that. Look. Me. Yeah, Me. me, look at me, eyes on me. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. You see that? It's that paradigm I'm talking about. He's like, you want to go back down that way of here's these markers of obedience to this law? You you've you've missed it, dude. Okay, um, Christ will be of no advantage to you. He says, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obliged to keep the whole law. He's saying, if you want some of it, you got to follow all of it. All of it. You are severed from christ you who would be justified by the law you have fallen away from grace for through the spirit by faith we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness so paul's saying yes to righteousness he's saying yes that everything about the law of god is holy but he's saying that unbelievably and grace-filled this righteousness is being brought to you by the spirit of god we wait for it we believe we grow into it by being related to God and staying with him, not by going back towards, I'll keep all this stuff of the law. Verse seven, why is he so, Uh, six, for in Christ Jesus, if you have him, if you live in him, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. He's not saying it's bad. He's not saying that it was wrong or bad. He's saying now in Christ, it doesn't count for anything, but only faith working through love all right so i can't i gotta i gotta start reeling it in but that's and sometimes sometimes in context it's just so big and paul's letters are often that way for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery without the context of galatians and paul's whole life and the um context of the whole new testament you could really use this verse to mean almost anything you wanted it to Mm -hmm this uh this just kind of reading
1: through more of it uh as someone who really likes to challenge like the western church and like the american ideals like this is definitely a book that I want to read more of oh yeah cuz this sounds like this is could be applied to a lot of the the traditions and things that you know christians are expected to do yep uh this is this is that but back in the day
0: that's right, man, it's it's church, It's taking on churchianity or any kind of self-righteous, like here's why I'm okay with God. The only reason you're okay with God is because of Christ and his love for you. You do, like, like, you, do you are going to change and grow into Christ. Your behavior is gonna change. You are gonna be conformed to the image of Christ. That's one thing that Paul, that's mm-hmm. another image Paul uses. You are on that road. He's not saying no to holiness. No, you don't have to change anything he's saying these, it's the direction, that's it. The direction you're in is you got to be careful that Christ has delivered this freedom to you. Don't go back to trying to work for God. You've been working, God's been working in you. Don't try to go back to working for God. It's, it's the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Oh man, there's just so much I'd like to say, Easton, but I got to, I got to i gotta calm down this has got me excited i'm excited man okay so anyway um galatians 5 and 1 that's that's the immediate context and it shines some light on it what that's what i think paul is trying to say to his original audience basically you've been given something why are you listening to these people who tell you you have to go back and earn it it's been given to you and and the best i can say and i've probably said it four times i'll just leave it alone now if you need to read the whole letter it's short six six chapters it flows from beginning to end. Go, read the whole thing. Read it. Read it once a day, every day, for a little while, and just be like, "God, help me see something here," because I really think it's going to help you. Um, there's a lot of legalism in churches, and okay, yeah. Alright. Um, big, big subject there. So anyway, for freedom, Christ has set us free, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Where can we see Jesus in these verses? you got to grin a little bit when we ask that when Christ is in the verse.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty
0: <laughs> pretty obvious. But what I'll say is this. This is beautiful, okay? Go back through your Gospels, and if you want to see Jesus in this... Go back and look how many times the Pharisees, Sadducees, and Jesus' day, and it's not to pick on them. Like um, Easton said, if you wanna see some Phariseeism, legalism of our own brand, all you have to do is look around. It's it's a human way of doing things. It's not especially an evil that they were carrying out. But if you go, so just, but in their, con, in their historical context, if you go back, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Watch, okay, the Pharisees try to bring Jesus into conformity with the way they were doing things, which you just have to get the irony there if you know, when you know that Jesus was God. It's just, it's, it's to me, it's got to be the biggest irony I've ever read about or seen in my life, and I love it every time. It's so... Okay, I can't get lost here. But anyway, okay, the Pharisees are trying to get Jesus to conform to their way. You'll see that. And Jesus is purposely, okay? Um, I don't know if you thought, like, all these times the Pharisees confront Jesus and get so angry. It's not because they accidentally found him doing the wrong thing. Like, Jesus will go to church, synagogue, on the Sabbath when they're not supposed to do any work. And he'll call a guy, a crippled guy, up to the front of the synagogue. He didn't want to do it in the back just in case they'd miss it. He'll call this crippled guy up to the front and he will heal him on the Sabbath just to get the Pharisees to go, you can't do any work on the Sabbath. And they're talking about healing. That's how much they had gotten hooked into their way of doing things so that when Jesus is like, look, I just healed this guy. Because my work, my Sabbath, my rest, the rest of God is to bring wholeness and healing and that's what I'm here to do and you guys are not listening to me because you keep trying to pull me into your system. You can't see past your system so you keep trying to pull me into it and I'm God. I created the whole thing. I'm not a part of your system, man. I ain't a part of your system. So it's just beautiful stuff, man. So yes, can we see Christ in these verses? We can. Go back and see the freedom he brought to people like the prostitute lady. I love it. One of my favorite things, she comes to him and and Jesus just gives her what these Pharisees thought they had and didn't even really have. She's at his feet, broken in shame for her way of life. And Jesus is like, this lady what she's done for me will be remembered everywhere that the gospel uh, is spoken she's loved me much and she's been forgiven much he just handed it to her he handed freedom release from her sin he gave it to her and it's like don't hear i don't want a soapbox here he does not defend her way of life he doesn't go hey i'm here to tell you that everything you've been doing is actually okay he, do, he just go. it's not the left, it's not the right. He hands her freedom from it. He's not down with the religious guys who are like, she's bad and she needs to stay away, she's unclean and cursed, go away. He's not good for that. Hmm. He's not on the other side where it's like, she's just expressing herself. Prostitution is her way, she's just expressing her heart. No, Jesus is not down for that. Yeah. He just looks at the lady, the person herself, and goes like, I'm giving you freedom. I love you. I forgive you. Come my way. Come to me. And you just can't beat me. Alright Easton. I'm too excited man. I'm too preachy. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be done with this now. Hey. All Alright. So Galatians 5.1, good verse, good stuff and it touches like a main line throughout the whole New Testament. So. Go back and check it out. Hey, thanks for listening so much today. Hey, if this is helping you, think you might think about recommending it to a friend. Um, the more, the merrier. Uh, yeah. We love and appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace.